It is the morning of the 13th of August 2019. Good morning and welcome to PBE Daily, the early mornings and late night podcast. My name is Point Blank Yvombi. Another morning. I'm grateful that I actually got to make it to it and it's good to know that routine continues today. Yesterday I was able to actually still rise in these hours even though it was a public holiday and it's because there's a certain respect I give days of work and in a certain degree yes i did rise as early as i did yes i did touch on a piece uh, bits and pieces of work here and there but predominantly what i spent yesterday doing was um prepping myself to relax some more before i jump back into the deep end and i think the beautiful thing about all that is i got to catch up on some of the shows i haven't watched in a while i, I got to binge on a couple of films that i was really looking forward to actually revisiting or seeing for the first time and above all that i got to just be which is one of the most difficult things i've ever allowed myself to to do and in that i was even having conversations with a couple of friends of mine um reaching out to them as i've had the courtesy of having them reach out to me and basically just bonding even if it's just on a phone call level but just bonding with who they are and what they do and how much i value them and it's not just because of what they could do for me because sometimes the the best thing my friends do for me is being in existence and as a person who cannot take for granted the opportunities i'm given to actually make amends or get close to people and build myself up it would be completely wrong if i did not do enough to better that which we could be as far as our journeys in life is concerned and because of that i decided to take the time to actually be a better person before they would actually have to interact with that which i was because i'm always a shadow of my former self and i'm always growing into something else and even in the conversations i was having some of them and there's the beautiful thing about conversing with people the conversations i have predominantly inform whatever topic i may choose to google or whichever topic i may choose to research as a build up to making a podcast and one of the things that popped up yesterday and it has been fest- actually it's been festering for a while it's one of those things i was looking at and asking myself would it hurt to speak on this and the thing that i'm actually trying to 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 dance around or gloss around is there's there's this perception that exists um as far as how people treat each other and how people interact with one another and in trying to understand these particular stances the, the what sparked it was when i was watching one of my favorite podcasts and an individual was talking about how when they're invited to to be in certain rap songs they always bring their a plus game and they'll always come off as if they're trying to bully the next man but if anything the competitive nature of rap is why rap has always been viewed the way it's been viewed i mean we don't hold ourselves back we try as much as possible to take out the next man we go for the jugular we don't try be sugarcoating we don't we don't dance around or gloss around any of the facts and that is true of the generation of rap that i grew up on my generation of rap has to be the entire 1990s all the way to 2000s the early stages of the 2000s now those who i truly follow in rap went underneath they literally chose to be the underbelly they 
that which was called the underground used to be the truest sound and then the underground in the 90s became the most powerful sound and then when that commercial ability was found and strengthened it just turned into people were becoming clones of these particular rappers in the 2000s the cloning of the next man's ability to actually kill it kept on festering and kept on going and those who would uniquely be represented and respected if you will for the sound that they created they went underneath they became the underground or the independent sound so it's why a person like me would be elated that digging in the crates still exists it's why a person like me would be super happy that a person like static selector would still find a way for modern day rappers to choose not to make the sound that they are expected to make but to adapt to his beat and do things his way two changes clear proof of that i mean that guy when it comes to some of the songs he does he will come off as one of the most trapped type of rappers but then when you give him the chance to actually be boom bap and boom bap he will kill it and i respect him for that but that also comes because of how old he is he gets the reason why certain crafts should be carried the way they're carried same for killer mike um now that's the musical angle that sparked it but then i started thinking about it as far as social interactions are concerned there are certain people who they walk the path of life as passive others walk the path of life as trying as much as possible to be strategic like you don't openly show how you feel you don't openly speak on how you feel you don't openly uh, or overtly make it seem as if there's a way that you can be taken advantage of or you could be made vulnerable and because of that you're viewed as potentially evil because of the unpredictability of your nature but then there's another group of people who their their nature is impulsive they will act quicker than they'll debate what they're supposed to do and i have always been in circles of people who are that aggressive and they go further and the the weird part about that is it made me start reevaluating my perception on and how i i view power because i've always thought like as a kid there's those questions that used to be asked randomly and you always used to say the most ambitious thing that they would like to have as an answer say for, for example when you're about to do your final exams either in primary school or in secondary school and the first question you'll be asked is what is your dream what would you like to be in future now you don't want to let your mom and dad down so you'll say something that is in proximity to that which you like and is the most ambitious thing and for all the people i know who said they wanted to be neurosurgeons i don't know if any of them are for any of them who said they wanted to be um presidents i don't think they're even in proximity of how that kind of power could be or could be taken and uh i i started looking at those uh, ideas and started asking myself the question of like well where do you fall in these categories of the three individuals that you just mentioned are you passive or are you passive aggressive if you will or are you aggressive i'd like to think i tried play between the line of passive and passive aggressive in that i do more 
rethinking and talking myself out of situations that I do jump into things. And when I decide to actually jump into things headlong, trust me, I have re- I have reviewed it in my head in every way possible. And the best course of action was for me to go headlong. And me going headlong on certain things is when everything in my gut is firing up all the engines to do it. If I have hesitation, I will vet or I will play the long game. And the long game for me has always been perfect because you want to be able to have that arrogant statement at the end of the day to yourself, not out in public of, well, this was the plan all along. I mean, why do you think I did what I did? Or you didn't see me do it, but I did a lot to get here. Some examples in history where I'd say they were aggressors and they'd be aggressive in how they really, really wanted to get to a certain level. So a certain president from the 1960s and 70s, I believe, uh, of the United States, because the United States being an old country and has had a play on politics for like 300 plus years, they're the perfect template because they've had a lot of hits and misses as far as leadership is concerned. Now, one individual is Richard Nixon competitive aggressively competitive and would do any and everything to make sure he's in the room where true moves of power are being perceived can i be seen as a strong aggressor now great i'm going to be a part of this thing that's why he was in the as part of the the, the blacklisted hollywood writers uh discussions he was there to try and make sure he was seen as he's aggressive on anything that would be seen as in support of the communist government and communist thinking and slur words like communist and socialist were big in that particular period of that country now that's how he made his way to wiggle into spaces of power and then on top of that there's been countless documentaries that have been made which said in his position in power when he was about to get into certain realms of power he'd make backdoor negotiations in favor of whatever angle serves him best as far as in what light he's seen by the world okay so he wouldn't be the one who's moving the levers he'd be the one who says what he wants and then his strategy guy will do everything else now his strategy guy who would be we would take as the passive aggressive one was henry kissinger who's considered one of the greatest political calculators of all time i've even done a podcast that loosely touched on him even a visual of him was on that particular podcast and he'd make backdoor deals of saying like you know what don't make that arrangement with this particular president hold on for my president to come and i guarantee you will give you an even better deal when you're dealing with us now if we are to go further back into history another figure and i think he's the main figure these two individuals sorry because i've just made a, a, a comparison using a pair of individuals and the first individuals i'd like to make for this comparison is this i've chosen richard nixon and henry kissinger and i think the florentine similar similar characters would be cesare borgia and niccolo machiavelli now the book the prince was banned for 200 plus years and then it started circulating and all that and then the book the prince gave birth to a lot of people's curiosities which led to the rise of a guy like robert green who wrote the book the 40 laws of power 33 strategies of war and all that and when you go back to what niccolo machiavelli was aiming at when he wrote what he wrote it was trying to ingratiate himself to 
a powerful family which had already distanced itself from him because after his betrayals for convenience he ended up suffering repercussions of those particular actions and for some some people when you look at a character like Niccolo Machiavelli the thing that actually makes him be considered evil is the fact that his debate or his breakdown of moral superiority or moral high ground would be termed as a tad bit pessimistic for lack of a better word it's the first word that popped in my head but let's run with pessimistic he said and i'm paraphrasing that going after certain degrees of power means you have to accept that you have to be feared more than you are loved you'll have to do things that would not be considered religiously at par with what all other humans who believe in a faith do but the greater good will be achieved because you're feared enough to not be tested and because you're viewed that way you will always stand atop all others now in that particular scenario i start asking myself so based upon these particular principles what is to be the greatness that all people fulfill now in the case of Cesare Borgia Cesare Borgia was basically the man who had to go do what his father's bidding was it was i think it was Alexander or Benedict i forget his name his name escapes me but i know his father was pope and because they came from spain the italian aristocracy did not really like outsiders having control in their realm if you will but they were a super ambitious family and they really wanted to get to the very top of successes in their world now with that being said the next question becomes is it fair to be the character of Cesare Borgia because Cesare Borgia did a certain thing that was actually the way he would stomp his authority in the principality he wanted to control now a principality is a, is, is a territory that you actually control based upon if you're given to it given it to you by the family or you're born into it or you cornered it off after a successful war and that principality is why people who control certain territories were called princes i mean for now like it's it's why you look at even the british royal family it's a prince of somewhere the prince of wales duke of york and all these things there has to be a territory tied to it and you could you can't just be a prince period there has to be a territory you control and when he took over a certain territory he sent the most his most aggressive uh, man to bring down anybody who would be considered an enemy of his power and then after that because they found one person who they truly truly hate he had that man cut in half and displayed in public and after that everybody knew to toe the line you don't cross me here you don't cross me here you don't you definitely don't cross me here everyone will be fine you will keep your customs you'll keep your religions and everything just make sure you pay your taxes to me and you make sure that i'm good with you once we're done with that everything else is good and machiavelli was fascinated by that and even documents that story and it could be in passing because this is a very very old book and i'm sure that people who denounced that particular statement there but i'm i'm afraid there's no one from old time florence who has a twitter account right now i don't think they're even alive to even do that so the passive character in this or 
the passive aggressive is Niccolo Machiavelli. He analyzes power, then speaks to power in a way where he can be a political advisor because his career was as a political advisor. So I think you should do this, sir. I think you should do that, sir. I definitely wouldn't do that, but we should consider it for a future decision. That's the position he took. And Cesare would go in and get things done. Of course, he wouldn't be the one you'd see his hand because you have to see the hidden hand doing the thing that needs to be done. And it's that balance that separates one kind of power from another. And I know this kind of sounds like I'm making it so far-fetched because I'm talking about it that it could be leaders of state, but it comes closer to home when you think about it along this side. Certain people in certain relationships act a certain way. It could be your business interactions. It could be um, your social interactions as far as relationships go. And you vet the person you potentially love on what? On how they make you feel the endeavor. And if the endeavor that they're presenting to you seems as if they're allowing you more strength and you are better because of that, you start questioning like, okay, to what extent do they truly care? Am I being used as a conduit towards something? Or am I being an ally to them because they have a certain part of power and you have a certain part of power with a distant passion but we end up making each other better as we go a couple of podcasts back i spoke on how um the perception of romanticism and the romantic period was seen as how love failed and because it took a lot of people who were idle to describe what love should be and that's based upon just one person's political philosophy. Well, not even political. It was one person's philosophy on life. And it is a cynical stance to a certain degree. And because of that, we should ask ourselves, in what degree do we see relationship? And it's something I really, really ask myself. In what way do I view relationships? In what way do I view um, love? In what way do I view uh, my faults in love or my faults or my weaknesses or shortcomings in relationship like am i able to view myself practically enough to know if i'm being passive aggressive or if i'm being secretive or if i'm being objective and i'd say to a certain extent towards my for lack of a better word in lust i am very aggressive i will follow that passion to the hilt i will dictate to myself to what extent i will actually reach out to this person however because i know that lust has a degree of destruction in it because there's no receipt thereafter because you could enjoy chasing a lustful thought but are you happy thereafter can you live with yourself thereafter these are the questions i ask myself and when it comes to love it's when i get i now become to a certain degree calculating in that I have to see if the person I'm trying to be with is worth the time and I can distance myself for anything lust made me want to be around. Very harsh to say, very um, mean in some eyes, but this is how I vet situations. To what extent is this going to be a genuine place of happiness? Think about it along the lines of career and field and how you'd like to do that. Are you aggressive in the kind of jobs that you want? Are you passive aggressive? Are you keeping yourself in proximity to that particular kind of job that you want? So much so that when you, you, your light shines bright enough, it's automatically people turn to you and have you do what needs to be done. Marinate on that.
with that being said i'd like to call an end to another episode i was very glad to actually make this one because the topic that actually came in mind was a good one I, i'm also super proud of the fact that it took me interacting and breaking my mold to get it done say it with me be caesar or be nothing at all you guys out there be good be blessed enjoy your tuesday and whenever you listen to this podcast enjoy it as well feel free to share it with your friends let's get these numbers up and let's get things moving even further because i'd like to reach a level where we can actually interact and have more interviews happen and come to life with people and it's a quantity game because if i showed the numbers of how many people i reach out with my podcast i believe that the relationships i have would have the chance to come talk to you as well be blessed be good and as my main man like to say 